To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now at Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 623 Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. Hope everybody's having a great week. Um, we have a special guest today. I'm really excited because the question is, um, how do you manage your vibration? How do you manage your soul's evolution? Are you aware that all of your experiences on this plane, this third density plane, are here to help you? I think a lot of us are uh, too tough on ourselves and too tough on other people, and sometimes we we don't look deeper. We don't look at the challenging, bad things that can happen that they're really blessings. So I think uh, Matt's going to teach us our special guest, Matt Kahn. He's the author of the book, Everything is Here to Help You, A Loving Guide to Your Soul's Evolution. And Matt is a very well-known, um, he's an empathetic, empathic healer. He's a spiritual teacher. I, I've seen him on uh, YouTube. He's just a wonderful speaker. And he's had actually over 10 million uh, viewers. So we're going to bring him on in a few minutes. And I'm very excited to speak with him because I really love the work he's doing. And I'm really enjoying reading this book. And uh, I was watching one of his uh, YouTube videos about some of the challenges we run into when we're, quote unquote, trying to raise our vibration uh, and self-sabotaging ourselves. So I think it's going to be really helpful for everybody because I think most people, they want to do, they want to be the best they can be. And we get caught up where everybody has to work and pay their bills and take care of their family. And yet at the end of the day, uh, speaking as a guy and a guy's guy, hopefully, um, we want to do a little bit more. Uh, we want to look beyond the paycheck and just beyond our title and say, okay, what can, what, what, what's more, what's this all really all about? I personally had my own, um, inciting incident, if you will, uh, from that about four years ago, I was out jogging and I had tremendous pain in my left side and I had to come home and lay down. And I remember I had, my uh, son was like one year old there. And I was like, I was thinking what's going on here. And I remembered my best friend who he got prostate cancer and he passed when his son was two. And I'm like, Oh no, what's something's wrong here. So I just was in agony for hours and hours. And uh, then the next day, the same thing happened. This was over the 4th of July weekend. And then I went home and I went to the doctor. I hadn't been to the doctor in a while. And uh, he said, uh, they gave me a CAT scan. They said, you know, you have a kidney stone that caused the pain, but also we found you got a little growth on each kidney. We want to go in there uh, very early stages of a little growth on each one. We want to go in there and use uh, robotic surgery and get them out. And I'm like, oh no. But I did it back to back uh, in a five week period. And that changed everything for me because I realized that I, I really had, I had never had the challenge of looking 
into the abyss and wondering what could happen. I remember before my second surgery, I was meeting with my surgeon who's very well known and he's fantastic and he looked nervous. And uh, then I had a 45 minute delay before the surgery. And I was sitting there with the gown and the socks on and the thing on my head, the net, and a voice came over me. I, I just felt it. I didn't hear the words, but it said to me, you have a lot, you've been working on yourself and you have a lot more power than you think you do. And you need to help these doctors. You need to release what's inside of you so they can just take it out easily because your doctor was nervous and you have to make it easy for him. So I went into the operating room and I remember I put my hand on the forearm of one of the assisting doctors and I said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to release this to you. And it's going to be fine. And then I went under. And then the next thing you know, I opened my eyes and my doctor was there smiling at me. And I'm like, how'd it go? He said, everything went perfectly. This thing just tr plopped right out of you. And we got everything and you don't have to worry about it. And the prognosis is 98% chance never have to deal with this again. That was four years ago. I've never felt better. I also went on, underwent, I decided to use that moment to change my life. I uh, embarked on an Ayurvedic uh, protocol because I wanted to find out what was causing things like this to happen inside me. And I wanted to kind of cleanse myself physically and emotionally and spiritually and live a different life. And I figured I'd been blessed because all of this happened and it's painful. These, this is the most pain I've ever been through. It turned out to be in some ways, the best thing that ever happened to me. And I think that's what Matt, Matt talks about and he writes about, and I found his work so inspirational and uh, he does it in a fun way. His, his delivery is a lot of fun. He, he really, I think, empathizes with us out there. Everybody who is, quote unquote, trying so hard where we don't, don't really need to be trying because as we try, we kind of trip over ourselves. So he's going to help us out. He's going to be on in a, uh, in a moment or two. So let's uh, say again, welcome to Guys Guys Radio, place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. It all started with my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love which actually has a, a two, about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money, but it also has a spiritual underpinning. There's a Reiki, Reiki practitioner and Reiki master uh, who's woven into the story. And he, uh, one of the things I wanted to do is introduce Reiki to a lot of people who read fiction and rom-coms. So hopefully I've uh, addressed that, accomplished that. And uh, from there we started Guys Guys Radio. My website, robertmanny.com, I blog there. I've got it syndicated, so there's over 300 blog posts there. You can find us on Guys Guys Radio, every podcast. We're approaching number 300 now. We're on TuneIn. We're on Blog Talk Radio. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. If you want to pick up the book, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love, you can catch it on Amazon or it's in some bookstores still, but you can pick up the physical copy or a digital copy online and um Again, every podcast of Guys Guys Radio is available uh, all over social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. And also, uh, again, the podcasts are all free. Listen whenever you want. Tune in radio, blog talk radio, Stitcher, and iTunes. You want to help us out, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Okay, so we're going to take a very momentary break, and then we're going to bring back our special guest, uh, Matt Kahn, let me tell you what you're listening to. The Guys Guy Radio. 
Okay, we're back. Welcome back to Guys Guys Radio. As I promised, our special guest, Matt Kahn, one of the best spiritual teachers in the world. Uh, he's got over 10 million YouTube channel viewers. Um, he's the author of the best-selling book, Whatever Arises, Love That. He's a spiritual teacher, a highly tuned emp- empathic healer, and he's a YouTube sensation. And if you haven't seen his videos, they're, they're not only they're funny, but they're very instructional. Um, he uh, helps us... Uh, he supports us as people seek to feel more loved, awakened, and open to the greatest possibilities in life um, and join the love revolution that begins with you. His website's org, and the name of the news book is Everything is Here to Help You, A Loving Guide to Your Soul's Evolution. So let's bring him on to Guys Guys Radio right now. I'm very pleased to welcome Matt Kahn. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. What an amazingly inspirational story you shared about your um, your surgeries. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I never I never thought about what would be like to you know face into the abyss, and I was a fi- I was filled with underlying fear about that because I, I sure. knew eventually I would get there, and then it, something like this happened, and I actually my actually my dad told me because you know you handle this thing really well, and I know I did. And it gave me a, a chance to do things in a different way. Not that I was doing things in a bad way, but to do things the way I really wanted to do things. And I think um, that was one of the worst things that ever happened to me because I did not enjoy the <laughs> surgeries or the uh, recuperation from it. But it turned out in many ways to be the best thing that ever happened to me. So maybe we can start the discussion on, on that note because you, you touch on that in your new book, um, everything is here to help you, a loving guide to your soul's evolution. Can you just touch on the the, the, the problem that some of us have where we're, we're looking at things, it looks like we look at things the wrong way, and a lot of people are trying so hard to evolve spiritually, and we're tripping all over e- each other and ourselves, and also we don't realize that we don't have to work that hard, and that some of these bad things that happen to us and some of the bad things that people do to us are really gifts, Absolutely. And I, so if we look at the spiritual journey, a modern day spiritual journey has always been this classic shift out of the pitfalls of ego consciousness and into the illuminated perfection of our soul's eternal light. And so what, what I found to be very interesting about the spiritual journey, having worked with so many beings for the last 13 years, I think I was sitting around my house thinking about it and I calculated I've actually done over 13,000 healing sessions. And in those healing sessions, um, it's a very staggering number. And what I found is that the journey from ego to soul is often taken from the soul, from the ego's point of view. And so the reason I wrote this book is because in this day and age, in order to embody your highest potential, in order to activate your inner psychic gifts, in order to manifest your soulmate, to you know, do the kind of work that you're passionate about, to live the life that you were uh, born to live. All of these milestones are aspects of the embodiment of our soul. And so if we're going to embody our soul and bring to life um, a dream come true reality, if we're going to really meet our destiny in the most profound way, then instead of taking the spiritual journey from the ego's perspective, we have to start viewing life through the eyes of the soul. And when we view life through the eyes of the soul, which is another way of saying becoming more heart-centered, 
-hmm. When we do that, we start to realize that every adversity, every pain is an opportunity for us to commune with the universe, to be able to surrender deeply and to say, okay, life, you're only here to make me better. Everything changes, but it can Mm -hmm. only change me for the better. So how can I surrender? How can I open up? How can I let go? How can I allow myself to rise to the occasion and to allow this inconvenience, this discomfort, this adversity to actually help me move out of ego consciousness and into greater communion with my soul by choosing to see this incident, this experience in the most heart-centered way. So really the book, Everything is Here to Help You, is really an opportunity to surrender to love to learn step-by-step what it means to live a heart-centered reality and to really move into alignment with the soul, but instead of from the ego's point of view, to do it from the perspective of how the soul sees reality. And it's just quite a, it's quite a different shift, and it makes all the spiritual work we do so much easier and so much more enjoyable. Now, you talk about in the book, Matt, um, this uh, worry, regret, and anticipation um, that kind of gets in our way uh, in yes. this move, this shift from ego to soul. Could you touch on that a little bit for us? Yes. So worry, anticipation, and regret are the three basic patterns of ego consciousness. So if you are running, if you're dominated by the conditioning of your ego, you are going to by and large spend your life either worrying about something regretting something or anticipating something. And in the book, I take the letters of worry, anticipation, and regret. The first letters of those words spell out the word war. And so the Mm -hmm. inner war or the inner conflict of ego is that not the things that happen to us that cause our conflict. It's not the people, places, and things that cause us to feel the way we feel. It's that things can trigger us and throw us off center and bring up stress and cause us to act out of character because we are living in a level of consciousness where we are simply worrying, anticipating, and regretting the majority of the time. And so with the processes I put in this book, I teach each and every person who reads this book, how to interrupt the patterns of worry, anticipation, and regret. And we do it by reversing the tendency of war. So if worry, anticipation, and regret spells out war, the reverse of war is raw. Raw is the ability to become vulnerable on an emotional level. And of course, raw stands for respect, acknowledge, and welcome. And of course, respecting, acknowledging, and welcoming are only attributes that the soul is capable of doing. So in this book, when we shift out of worry, anticipation, and regret by learning how to respect, acknowledge, and welcome more often, we are literally taking the steps to step out of ego and into alignment with our soul in the most extraordinary and heart-centered way. Okay, great. Let's take a a little bit of a sidestep for a moment, if you don't mind, Matt, because I think our listeners would be curious about, they want to know a little bit about you. And I'm very curious too, because I actually, about a year or so ago, I found you on YouTube and I'm like, wow, this guy's great. And then I got, and I get all these, I went from and with guys, guys radio from, I was chasing guests around to now I have to have charts made and everything to keep track of everybody. It's going really well. And I got your book and I didn't realize it was you. And I'm like, Matt Kahn, Matt Kahn. And, I t- and I'm like, oh, Matt Kahn. Fantastic. So how, how did, and I was always wondering, watching you on YouTube, like how, what happened to you? Uh, did something, did you have uh, some type of incident? How did you get to where you are and how do you, 
How do you do your healings? Wow, how did I get to where I'm at? You know, it's kind of a question I ask myself all the time. So when I was eight <laughs> years old, I had an out-of-body experience, and that kind okay. of activated a lot of my intuitive gifts. Uh, my guides didn't start speaking to me till I was in my middle, uh, early to middle 20s. And I started having these conversations with angels and different spirit guides who would okay. you know, talk to me telepathically, and I would sit in the bedroom of my house with my parents, and I would every day talk to a different angel and guide and because the energy was always so powerful and loving you know you just kind of go with it and in the back of my mind I'm like well I'm either having extraordinary experiences or I'm completely out of my mind and it's kind of healthy to have that perspective and so I just started having these conversations with these beings and learning about the mysteries of the universe and as I was having these conversations my intuitive gifts were being heightened and refined and there was a certain point where I would find myself out in public at the grocery store, and they would come and they would say, tell this person over there this message. And, and I'd have a feeling in my body of if I don't share this message, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. So I'd go up to a stranger mm-hmm. and say, look, I, you don't know me. I don't know you. I'm being guided to tell you this message. And they would, like, explode in the deepest existential healing, and I was just delivering the message. And so more and more I was asked to deliver these messages don't know how I know what I know. I'm just told to say it to this person. And it always worked pretty flawlessly. And so it's kind of like, you know, you step up to the plate with a bat in your hand. You mm. don't know what you're doing or why you're there. Someone throws a ball and at the right moment, you always hit the ball and it always goes out of the park. But you have no idea how it's even working. So I, I just learned to trust. I don't know how this is working. I just know that it works. And then I was guided to you know, offer sessions. And so then I had a full-time schedule of sessions, helping people heal extraordinary things. And until I sit down with someone, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I just learned to trust these impulses and instincts. And then I started to speak in front of groups and then my talks got filmed and I started putting them on YouTube and just putting videos on YouTube and constantly just putting out there, you know, the teachings which feature what's called a transmission of healing energy. And what that means is everything I say, even in this interview, is intuitively guided. When I speak, I just open up and it kind of flows through me. And through Mm -hmm. the sound of my voice, there's a healing energy that is transmitted. So as people hear the sound of my voice, they're not just hearing the words and the ideas and the content that I'm being guided to share, but they can actually feel and receive the healing energy that the sound of my voice transmits. And so when I do events all over the country and as of next year, all over the world, I, I offer group healing events where people come and I spontaneously teach what the group needs to hear. And the, and the sound of my voice brings a healing energy that literally allows now hundreds and thousands of people at once to be healed and transformed just through this energy. And it's the same energy that I actually encode into the words of my book. So when people are reading this book, everything is here to help you. They're actually receiving that transmission of energy while I'm, mm-hmm. you know, while they're reading it. So it's just yeah. an extraordinary gift that I've spent my entire life developing. And it's truly my greatest honor to offer this to humanity. Oh, it's fantastic. And I can tell, cause I can feel your energy. Cause uh, I've had some uh, other metaphysical uh, spiritual teachers, uh, channelers, Paul Selig, uh, Michael Tamora, mm-hmm. And um, uh, Sarah Adams, and when I they come on the show, sometimes it they're sometimes the easiest guests, and sometimes the most challenging because it almost 
I don't want to say it freezes my energy, but I have to kind of work harder to think of stuff because I'm being overwhelmed with energy. It's actually happened to me, happening to me right now. I took, I took about three pages of notes and questions, and here I am <laughs> kind of digging around. So uh, bear, bear with me, Matt. Um, no and thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, one of the things that really uh, stuck out to me is that a lot of times um, people – uh, about your work is that uh, you mentioned that and you point out the fact that a lot of people want to want to like, raise their vibration and they're yeah. they're telling themselves bad things and like I have to work hard to raise my vibration and your advice is to mm-hmm. no tell yourself good things kind of shift that around talk to us right. if you would a little bit about that because I think that's something that's so basic yet so many people including myself have misinterpreted in terms of how to deal with raising vibration that we end up getting on a hamster wheel of not having the work done that we want to get done. Even though, you know, the more work you do in spirituality, you, 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 I, by some form or fashion, the more you expose yourself to people's work like yours and other stuff that you're kind of your vibration, uh, there's a, uh, entrainment that happens. So you kind of move up anyhow. Right. Well, so when we're trying to raise our vibration for the purpose of I'm going to raise my vibration so that I can receive more of this or have less of that, when we're on that kind of, as you said, spiritual hamster wheel, it's because we're approaching that spiritual milestone of raising our vibration from the ego's point of view because the ego is always Mm -hmm. very achievement-driven. It wants to raise its vibration because it thinks it's going to increase the likelihood of greater preferences Uh, And conveniences from the soul's perspective, of course, the soul is in the spiritual journey for the journey itself. And of course, it's approaching things not as a means to an end, but as with the utmost humility and grace. So from the soul's perspective, raising the vibration is the energetic effects, the cumulative effects of being nice to yourself and others. So what we learn as vibrational beings is as we learn to be nicer to ourselves, more forgiving and patient with others, we are actually over time, each moment we're able to do that, raising the vibration of our energy because to be nice and polite to ourselves and others is to live as the soul in that moment. And if we can do that more often, we start to raise our vibration, which means more of that soul's essence begins to move into our physical body. And the more we do that, the more our body and our reality become reflections of our soul's light instead of reflections of how deeply entrenched in the ego we tend to be. And of course, in a world where it doesn't seem like many people live like that, there's an energetic current, a gravity that is constantly pulling us into greater ego consciousness. So we learn to break the cycle of that entrainment and we just take it one moment at a time and we realize that being nice to ourselves, being kind to others has far greater evolutionary effects for ourselves and for the world than we can ever imagine. And just in one moment where you can say something nice to yourself, pay yourself the compliment someone else seemed to withhold or to be more trusting and patient and compassionate with someone else no matter how impatient and triggered they are with you, just by taking that time to do that, we are not only raising our personal vibration, 
but we are also increasing the likelihood that the world in that moment has greater space to remember peace, love, and compassion because we are stepping forward to shine as our soul. So really raising our vibration from the soul's point of view is the cumulative effects of being nice to ourselves and kind to others. And that's what we're really learning through the evolution of our spiritual journey. No, that's such a great answer. So thank you. You know, I, I, it, hit, it hit me with such an epiphany when I picked that up from you um, when I was reading and listening to you. Uh, and now again, I was thinking because I, I walk my son to school in the morning and a lot of times he just talks. He's just turning five and he talks and talks and talks. He has a vivid ima- imagination. It's like Peter Cottontail said this and then Flopsy was driving the truck and then she went into the water and then the water, it just keeps going. So I'm walking along and I'm doing some kind of aspirations, I, a- affirmations rather. I'm word through this and word through that and on and on. And then it hit me like instead of trying by doing that stuff, just interact with my son. Just go along, talk to him, ask him questions about that. That's really raising the vibration, not doing this work, this pick and shovel work right. about raising the vibration. I think it sounds like from what you've, you've said, Matt, that a lot of us get into this ego thing about vibration raging, raising that it's almost like a or an elitism about it. And it's the opposite. It's yeah. about really being present and nice. Well, absolutely. And, and I think that what's interesting about that type of perspective, raising your vibration, is if mo- the majority of people that are working so hard to raise their vibration equally have a fear that someone else of a lesser consciousness or someone who's in ego or acting out their shadow can pull them out of their higher vibration. And of course, the way energy works is that darkness is not of equal power to the light. So the more in the light you are, the more. Uh, the, or the less you are affected by anyone's darkness and the way in which we buff the darkness out of us and raise the vibration of light within us is by unraveling and integrating our ego. And what that really means in the simplest terms is we are learning to be at peace with inconveniences and frustrations. Like, for example, with your son, there are some people that would listen to a five-year-old talk incessantly and think, oh, my God, when will you stop talking? But a wise soul, right, and a wise being who is on a spiritual journey would say, thank you, son, for talking and talking and talking and showing me and inviting me to be an even greater listener and a more attentive, engaged father with you. Thank you for helping to smooth out some of my edges. And so mm-hmm. we, you know, with the wisdom of everything is here to help you, you would recognize that your son in that moment was created by source to be in your life, to be the very character, to show you your edges and to give you the opportunity, like I said earlier, to respect, acknowledge, and welcome the way in which your five-year-old son is choosing to be. And in that moment of what looks like a father walking his son to school, you are choosing in that moment to literally raise the vibration of your energy to step out of ego and into your soul so that the father that started the walk with his son to school is going to walk back less in ego and more aligned in their soul than when the walk began. That's an invitation you accepted in that moment. And in so many of our lives, what are the invitations that life gives us each moment where instead of being frustrated, triggered, Instead of being inconvenienced, how can we allow each moment to be an opportunity 
where everything is here to help us evolve into our soul's most radiant potential. And how can we do that, Matt? The way we do that is by opening up to the perspective that is it possible that this very thing that is inconveniencing me, frustrating me, annoying me, is it possible that it was created by divine perfection only for the opportunity to help me become better than ever before? And if we, you know, as we're listening to me say that, if you're saying, of course, that is truth, then if that is an opportunity you wish to accept to allow mm-hmm. each day to be an opportunity to shine brighter than ever before, then of course we take the journey of expanding heart-centered consciousness, which again, the book step-by-step illustrates yep. the entire process of respecting, acknowledging, and welcoming our experience our feelings, other people's freedoms, other people's responses. And so the book is really an opportunity, not just to highlight the importance of harmony, but how do we actually live in harmony, especially when life seems to be the least harmonious. And it's Mm -hmm. one of the most exciting reasons why I wrote this book. And I'm so excited for everyone to, to really dive into it. Yes, the name of the book, everybody, is Everything is Here to Help You, A Loving Guide to Your Soul's Evolution, Matt Kahn. One of the most uh, profound uh, notions in the book, Matt, is the uh, golden question, and it talks to exactly what you've been uh, articulating. Could you uh, share that with us? Yeah, the golden question is something, of course, like everything in the book, I channeled from the universe. And the golden question is simply a question that we ask ourselves. Now, usually when you ask yourself a question, you would think, I got to wait for the answer. But this question is so profound that even if an answer doesn't jump out, just asking the question silently or out loud will literally shift your consciousness out of the ego and into the soul. And the question is, could it be that the worst things that ever happened to me were the greatest opportunities I've ever been given to grow and evolve? Could it be I think I'm just paraphrasing because I wrote it differently. Mm-hmm. Could it be, or how is it, that the worst things that ever happened to me were the greatest opportunities I've been given to grow and evolve? And through this golden question, what I'm really helping each reader do is to really shift our allegiance and to say each and everything that my ego defines as an enemy, as a regret, everything is actually an ally helping me evolve. And that life has given me the greatest opportunity to skyrocket my consciousness and elevate my vibration into such a level of perfection. And I'm being transformed so quickly under such a short duration of time that life is bringing me the most intense opportunities to step into a level of consciousness and reality beyond anything I could ever conceive or imagine. And so really stepping out of the shadows of ego and into the light of the soul really occurs through a shift of attitude or mindset. And the golden question helps us shift that mindset to ask ourselves, is it possible that the absolute worst things that ever happened to me, the things that I define as my most epic disaster were actually the greatest opportunities I've ever been given to grow and evolve. And even Mm -hmm. as, as we're listening to me say this, and you think, but those opportunities, those moments were in the past. I missed those opportunities. 
just by asking yourself the question right now, you can actually take all the moments from the past that you may have missed as opportunities of growth, and you can actually reclaim all the wisdom, and you can actually take those moments right now and make them into milestones of, of evolution. So even if we're in moments where we say, okay, the worst thing that happened to me was in the past, nothing was missed because in this moment right now, we can literally look to the past from a perspective we didn't have before. And we can allow that which is no longer here to actually make us better because life is always waiting for us to open our mindsets and expand our perspectives mm -hmm. simply so that we can shine and expand not only to fulfill our soul's highest destiny, but as an energetic gift to heal and transform the world. Oh, so beautifully stated. And the, the book, I'm holding it in my hand now, and I have to tell you, it is just from reading it and doing some of the uh, clearings and affirmations in there, it's, uh, it's charged, and it really does make a difference. I kind of power read it. Now I want to really sit down because I have so many books to go through. I want to kind of really chew on it and do every step, step by step. And I think it's fantastic, Matt. So great job. Um, you talk Thank about you. four stages of surrender. Uh, for people. Um, uh, surrender is something that a lot of uh, people in Western culture have a, have a challenge uh, wrestling with because they feel like, oh, surrender, that means I give up and do nothing. It's far from right. that, right? I would, I would agree. You know, from the ego's perspective, surrender is I give up and do nothing because the ego only knows how to embody peace through expressions of apathy. So the ego only knows how to be at peace and apathy. The soul's version of surrender is actually different. The soul's version of surrender says, let me shift my mindset. Let me elevate my attitude. Let me expand my perspective. Not so that I give up and do nothing, but that I give up my fight of fighting and negotiating with life as if what's happening shouldn't be happening as if something better should be happening when I may not know that this that's happening is actually a setup to bring me to a level of re level of reality beyond anything that I'm dreaming, trying to manifest and can envision. And so really surrender is not let go and do nothing. Surrender is relinquish your fight and negotiation with life and let every moment bring out your best. So this kind of soulful mm -hmm. surrender is a more active surrender where we're not giving up and doing nothing and then waiting for the universe's magic lottery check to, you know, be delivered to our front door. Right. This is where we, where we say, I'm going to stop fighting with life. I'm going to stop abusing myself. I'm going to stop punishing my family. I'm going to stop judging the world. I'm going to put aside all fighting, blaming, and negotiation. I'm going to put aside all regret for the past. I'm going to put aside all worries of the future. And I'm going to meet this moment open, vulnerable, or as I say in the book, raw. And I'm going to mm -hmm. step into this moment. I'm going to welcome what comes my way. And I'm going to respect, acknowledge, and welcome so that each and every moment can be a quantum leap into my soul's highest destiny. And when every day or even just a moment is met with this kind of consciousness and attitude and mindset, an entire universe within you will open up and deliver to you a level of power, a level of precision, a level of miraculous alignment and synchronicity that is beyond anything you can ever imagine or even put into words. Wow. 
That's like exactly what I personally needed to hear. So, so, so thank you. Uh, just fantastic. Um, a lot of times uh, you, you had mentioned that, you know, when we do let people let go, it doesn't mean it, you, you say we need to steer the ship, but we don't, we're not in a position of control per se, because, uh, and right. we don't just let go completely because a lot of times uh, people let go and they say, okay, I'll go where life takes me. And they ended up in some, you know, deserted Island somewhere. And that's really not the point. The point is to be steering the ship, but not kind of being overly controlling. But I know I'm not articulating, articulating it the way that you will, Matt. So help me out here. <laughs> well, absolutely. I mean, if, <laughs> you know, the, the, the captain is not abandoning the wheel of the ship and going down to the bar and having <laughs> drinks, nor is the captain trying to control the, um, you know, the, the flow of the current or the water. The, you know, a wise captain is attentive at the wheel, simply steers the ship in harmony with the waves and the current. It can't control the ocean, but it can be in harmony with the ocean. And so when we're really surrendering, because, again, the ego only knows, let me control everything or let me, let me think I'm letting go of control. But from the ego's perspective, the ego only knows control everything or be controlled by everything. So when, when we are surrendering from the ego's perspective, what most people are doing is they're going from I'm controlling everything to I allow myself to be controlled by everything, which is just the opposite side of the same coin. Instead, what we're saying is, look, I can't control the ocean. I can simply steer the ship. So in the old way of understanding manifestation, we would attract experiences that wouldn't feel good, or we'd label as stresses and adversities or moments of misfortune. And we would say, why did I manifest this? As if we are here learning how to micromagic control reality. And of course, we're viewing life through a rather um, superstitious mindset and perspective. The reason why we attract everything we do is because everything is here to help us grow and evolve. Everything is a catalyst of our highest evolution. So everything that comes our way are the, is the current of the ocean. Sometimes the ocean is calm and sometimes the ocean is very, you know, tumultuous. But mm-hmm. the waves will be what the waves will be. And sometimes it crashes on the side of the ship and sometimes it's just a smooth sailing journey. But either way, we are the ones that steer the ship, and through our mindset, our perspective, our attitude, and the way in which we respond, which is determined by how in alignment with our breath and love we happen to be, we say, I can't control the things outside of me. I can just choose whether I react from ego or I respond from the soul and let every moment be an opportunity to be at peace with the ocean, to create the most harmonious, smooth sailing ride as we steer the ship voyaging towards the land of our highest potential. I mean, so that's really what surrender is all about is doing our best with the moments we've been given and using our highest insights and perspectives to say, this may not be what I want it to be, but how can I make it? the greatest opportunity to grow and evolve. How can I be the best Mm -hmm. version of myself? So even the people around me, my friends and family who may also be affected by adversity, how can I be the one that makes it easier for them as well? So this is really where we, you know, awaken the inner superhero in all of us 
and start living the lives that we're so proud to live. And again, this book step-by-step walks us through how do we do that? Yes, it, it certainly does. Uh, one of the section I really like is uh, the two, the section two and three is you have clearings and activations uh, and then you also have daily practices. And I think it's so important for people. And maybe you can talk about that a little bit, because I think what happens, let, let's put it this way. If somebody's going to purchase this book, they probably have an interest in raising their vibrations. They're, they're, they're doing some spiritual seeking. They're even the regular people are just they want they, they're looking, they're seeking, they're searching. And uh, I think that would bring them to your book. Um, but I think a lot of people, what happens is they'll meditate or they're doing yoga or whatever, and they're kind of feel stuck. They're in the same place. Like um, they're meditating and they're saying, you know, talk to me universe. I want to hear something because some people (laughs) actually hear words and other people don't or like spirit guide. I want to see you, whether you're a a leopard or, you know, a a guy with a big long beard or a beautiful woman or something. I don't know. I want to see you. And a lot of people aren't getting those results and they feel like, well, maybe the universe isn't listening yet. The fact of the matter is the universe is listening and I guess every guide is different in terms of how they deal with you. Uh, but a, a lot of times people get uh, frustrated and confused. I had a little situation where I said to my guide, Hey, I've been working on this hard and I want you to show me, you know, show me where you're at. I, I need to know. I want to have a relationship with you. Show me something. So nothing happens. Of course, at the moment I'm driving along uh, the, the same day and I'm on the uh, garden state parkway. And I'm zipping along, and all of a sudden I realize that they did some, some construction, and I have, to, I have to get into the, the lane to my left. And just as I pulled over there, I stopped. Something just said, stop the car. I stopped the car, and this car that was in the lane was not going to let me in, was coming 85, 90 miles an hour. I would have been dead if something didn't tell me to stop. And it's as simple as that. And that was like I was left. My guide was like, as a sense of humor, I was like, all right. You got it. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to show you my face. I'm here for you, though. That's that's what I got out of it. But uh, just a quick aside there. But it seems like people are expecting to see things and things to happen in a predictable um, way that they can uh, wrap their arms around. And that's not really how things work. Is it, Matt? It certainly isn't. I love that uh, example you, you gave. Um, again, the ego wants reality on its terms and conditions and reality is guiding all of us out of that very standoff that we can only have when we're rooted in ego and helping us step into the light. Another way Mm -hmm. of thinking about it is a lot of people, not in a conscious way, but unconsciously or subconsciously don't realize that they would rather stay in ego and demand the presence or revelation of their spirit guide not knowing that the actual role of a spirit guide is to actually move you out of ego and into the soul, because as Mm -hmm. you move into the soul, you're actually going through the initiation of becoming a spirit guide onto yourself so that in future incarnations, you can be that guide for others on their journey. So what's interesting is that the spirit guides we have are actually aspects of our highest self. And sometimes we get so mesmerized with, spirit guides and angels is that we almost unconsciously are saying I'd rather stay in ego and beg the universe to show me a fireworks display instead of actually moving into the light of my soul and becoming or realizing myself to be the very guide I've been communicating with. And so the ego will say to a guide, talk to me. 
and the universe or a spirit guide will say to us, show me who you are. And so what I had realized from a very early age, because I was talking to the universe, and this is before the universe started speaking to me, is I had this really interesting inspiration when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, I realized that being polite and nice, even when people weren't nice to me, made me feel amazing. And so it was kind of like I thought, I'm going to just be the most nice and polite version of myself, and I'm going to get the universe's attention by being the best me I can be. And so it was kind of like instead of sitting back and saying, universe, talk to me, show me something, I thought, you know what? I'm going to be the thing that the universe cannot ignore. And I am going to be in front of the universe and I'm going to be the thing the universe cannot deny and look away from. And I'm going to captivate the entire attention of an entire universe by being the most thoughtful and polite being the world has ever known. And something Mm -hmm. in me from an early age shifted when I realized that. And that for me has been a part of my daily spiritual practice. And of course in the book, I outline so many of the practices and activations and integrations that I've offered at all my healing retreats. And I'm giving each and every reader every resource, every energetic advantage, so that we can really step fully into the light of our soul simply because this lifetime is not just about you are a person with a family, with a job, and you have bills to pay. You are dressed up as an individual but you are in angel training and you are learning to become a spirit guide by how quickly and lovingly you evolve because after this lifetime, you will become the guide and angel that escort others through this very journey. Mm-hmm. So really the deepest invitation of everything is here to help you as I'm teaching souls how to become spirit guides and angels unto themselves, how to embody their highest self so that we can raise the vibration of a planet. We can transform our reality into the dream come true reality that we're all waiting to live out. But deeper than that, we're all taking the invitation to not just wait around as egos and waiting for the universe to speak to us, but to literally step into the light that we're waiting to meet and literally become the ones who we were born to be which are spirit guides and training. Wow. What are some of the things, let's say for if somebody hasn't picked up your book yet and they want to get started, um, what are some of the things they can do? Just da- a couple of daily practices that anyone can uh, participate in on a regular basis that would help with their vibration. I know being Absolutely. nice. Yeah, being nice but, is a tremendous one. Uh, another one is if we just sit for a few minutes with our hand on our heart, What's interesting for the human being is whenever there is a moment of physical engagement, it makes us feel like we are being supported. Like sometimes you can listen to someone talk, and until your hand reaches out to theirs, they don't know you're listening. So when instead of living in a world where we are waiting for other people to be thoughtful towards us, and instead of living in a world where we are waiting for other people to see, admire, and validate us, we become that self-validation. And just by sitting with our hands on our hearts, because our heart is the electrical center of our energy field, and in both of our hands, in the palms of our hands, we have chakras, which is where energy flows. By putting the hand on the heart, we are circulating energy of consciousness within our energy field just by sitting for a few moments with our hand on our heart. And it's also the way in which we tell ourselves 
I'm here for you. And when we Mm -hmm. do something so simple as tell ourselves I'm here for you with our hand on our heart or with those words, we are no longer an ego being victimized or waiting to be rescued. We are becoming spirit guides and angels unto ourselves. And all we really need to start doing is giving ourselves the kind of simple attention and companionship that we've waited our entire lives for others to provide us. Fantastic. So beautiful. Um, Okay. Why don't you tell us, Matt, um, and I got one final question for you, where people can find out more about you, where they can get the book, um, where they can get their other books, um, where your retreats are and your healings. Uh, Tell us, tell everybody where they can kind of follow you from and be in touch. Absolutely. Sure. For, so for, all the information about my brand new book, Everything is Here to Help You, please visit mattcon.org. That's M-A-T-T-K-A-H-N dot O-R-G. And that is all the information about the book, all the bonus gifts that Hay House has worked with me to create for all the you know, wonderful souls around the world who are purchasing this book and you know, wanting to get a jump start on uh, really diving into it. And that's all at mattcon.org. Uh, very soon at mattcon.org, we will also have a listings of upcoming events for my book tour. Um, and current information for my book tour is available at truedivinenature.com. That's truedivinenature.com. You can follow me on Facebook. I post there on a daily basis. And, of course, all my YouTube videos are on YouTube. And you can subscribe to my personal YouTube channel just by putting mattcon in the search. So follow me on YouTube. Follow me on Facebook. And, of course, visit me at matcon.org. Awesome. And uh, I can tell you that uh, the audience that the book is fantastic. It is charged. And I did some of the uh, activations and uh, uh, recited some of the things it told me to uh, it suggested, and I really felt them. So um, it's, it's a, it's, it's not a long book, but it's, uh, it's about 200 pages or so, but it's, very dense in terms of there's a lot of energy in it and you can really get a lot out of it. I think it's a critical book to read. It's very important. I interview guests, as you know, audience all the time. And this is one of the best, uh, best guests and best books that I've gotten. And I highly endorse it. I, I can't wait to sit and just go through it slowly and do all the practices in it. So, uh, uh, Matt, I'm really thrilled that, uh, to get a chance to know you. I love the work you're doing and I love your vibration. And I, I, I thank you for, you know, sharing your learning with the audience. I, I, I think you may have already answered the question I was going to ask you, but I was going to say, Hey, since I've got you on the air and it is my show, <laughs> I should ask like, what do I need to know? <laughs> That's amazing. I love that question. Well, I think, I think, you know, throughout the show, there's been a lot of ahas that have occurred, but I think what, is important for you to know. And of course, so perfectly what the message I would give to you will also resonate with so many people that are listening to this. But I really think that, that your spiritual journey is going to be a very big shift of perspective. And what I mean by that is instead of trying to figure out who you are, where you're going and where you've been and trying to live your life under a spiritual microscope, Let's in this moment shift out of I'm a project I'm trying to complete or I'm a puzzle I'm trying to put together. And instead, let's learn how to be the kind of support that your spirit guides have shown you. Meaning you personally, and you shared the story on air just a few minutes ago, 
have shared experiences that you are in direct contact with your spirit guides. And of course, your spirit guides have shown you and told you a lot of very wise things. But the most important thing your spirit guides have shown you is not just the things they've said, but how they've spoken to you, how wise they've been, how loving they've been, how compassionate they've been. They've given you the space to figure things out for yourself and not do the journey Mm -hmm. for you. So let's look at how your spirit guide has been with you. And the real invitation is, can you start treating yourselves and others the way you've been guided? So not just focusing on the things you've been guided to realize or that your guides have said to you, but can you take the way you've been guided so lovingly, so harmoniously, so peacefully, so thoughtfully, and can you use that as a model for how you speak to yourself treat your family and greet your community. That's the real invitation. Fantastic. And beautifully stated. I'm just writing this down because it's so beautiful. All right. Um, Listen, Matt, I'm so thrilled that you've been here on guys, guys radio. I really appreciate it. I highly uh, endorse the book. Everything is here to help you a loving guide to your soul's evolution. Matt Kahn, please keep doing the work you're doing and please come back and visit us again. I will, my brother. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Matt. Okay, Thank folks, you. that's our show for today. Our very, very special guest, uh, Matt Kahn, and I really was thrilled with this interview, and he's just terrific. And uh, I, I suggest that you really check him out because he's teaching us about love, peace, and uh, the pursuit of happiness. So thanks, everybody, for uh, being uh, with us today on Guys, Guys Radio. We'll see you soon, as I always like to say. Guys, guys, finish first. Total Wireless Store, where total confidence awaits. I need to keep up with my teens this summer without sweating high cell phone bills. Don't worry. You got this with Total Wireless. We have plans to fit all your family's needs starting at just 25 bucks on the nation's best 4G LTE network. I won't miss a thing. Now you can focus on the important stuff, like arguing about curfew. Discover the Total Wireless stores and get total confidence. The latest phones, the best network, all at great prices. Now open in New York. Refer to the latest terms and conditions of service at TotalWireless.com.